Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pakistan Cricket Podcast. I'm I'm recording this episode right after the Pakistan versus New Zealand game in the 2020 uh, the T20 World Cup that's happening right now, and Pakistan won again, back to back wins to start the tournament. This puts us in a great position to to advance because now all now our biggest challenge is Afghanistan. Then we have Scotland and Namibia. If everything. Uh, as long as we don't ride this high too much and remain laser focused, we should we should win all three games and and be one of the tournament favorites now. What 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 a turnaround! I felt like leading up to this World Cup, we weren't we weren't even that good. Like our we weren't winning many twenty twenties and stuff, but we have performed so well. And I think part of it is to do with it being in the UAE. Like our team is perfect for the UAE because scores don't tend to go to 200 and uh, so we are okay chasing scores 150 or lower and our bowling is capable of of restricting squads especially in the UAE to that score and then it it works so well the synergy between our bowling and our batting because our bowling helps our opening batting flourish because it allows them time to to develop their innings because we restrict teams so well um but yeah, this was overall a really good game. We started off the game, we won the toss again, which was huge. And this time we we again bowled first. And uh, New Zealand didn't get off to a bad start. That's the thing. So Shaheen wasn't able to take a wicket. And New Zealand, uh, New Zealand got to about like 30 runs or so, I believe. Yeah, they got to 36 runs in, in the first five overs. And... And it looked like they were they would be able to build something, but then Harris Rauf came in, bowled that one over that he did, and uh, got someone out, and then he got taken out again. I I I liked I liked a lot of how like Barber's captaincy is really really flourishing. He's he's not only got good plans, he's making adjustments on the fly in within the game, like. He the strategy in this game was different than the other game because because once he brought Hassan Ali and Hassan Ali bowled like a really bad over and then he realized that okay I'm gonna need to bowl my spinners more so he bowled Imad Wasim out he bowled Shadab basically out like maybe how much how many overs did Shadab get bowled yeah Shadab bowled three overs and Mohammad Hafiz bowled two like our spinners bowled nine overs and it was good and then he was able to bring Hassan Ali at the right time and Hassan Ali decided, bowled well and got that crucial run out of Caden Williamson. So I don't even care if he did anything else. But uh, the pick of our bowlers was Rauf. Four wickets and only 22 runs in four overs. His Ever since Vern, Vernon Philander has come, his accuracy has been on another level. Like, I have, I have never seen him being this accurate before. It is amazing. It's amazing to see that. And Imad uh, Wasim was great as well with his four overs. You can't hit him. We we just restricted them so well. And, and when someone did bad, we were quick to adjust our plans. Such as when Hassan Ali was bowling bad, then we were quick to adjust to spinners. But then Shadab and Mohamed Afiz both got hit, and then we were quick to readjust back into our seamers. And it worked. The plans worked. And Barbara Azam has really, really... 
looks like he's taking the next step with his captaincy and he seems more comfortable with it now. He's always calm too. And I feel like that affects our team so positively. And so we were able to restrict them to 134, which I thought would be a, a relatively easy score to to chase because we just chased 150 and we have the perfect openers for this chase. But in this game, you saw like the the negative of having Barbara Rousem and Mohamed Rizwan open because if they don't continue to play, if they get out, they don't they don't score fast enough. So then, so then the run rate slows down because because it naturally slows down when a wicket happens because someone doesn't usually come in and start hitting right. So. And so in that sense, if they Mohamed Rizwan and them are not going that fast, then a wicket and then one of them gets out and then you have a new batsman coming in and that, that batsman takes time. And so then it slows the whole innings down, which is what happened. And it could have really cost us the 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 opening stand. So that's why, like, for this opening stand between Mohamed Rizwan and Babar Azam to be successful, they have to bat for at least 10 overs. Because they start off slow, but then they speed up towards the end. So, so they need to bat for ten overs. But, but we still pulled out the win, so you can't complain too much. And of course, our open partnership is still solid. But this just shows the bad side. This is why I wanted to open with like someone who's a bigger hitter, because, because if they get out early, at least they made some runs. You know, quickly they made runs quickly. So it did put us back. The fact that we we lost a lot of wickets, but. I thought I was like, okay. Well, once Barbara Azam went out, I was like, okay, this is this is the opportunity for our middle order to prove itself. And boy, was it shaky at first. Fakhar Zaman, he looked out of sorts. He hit one good six, but other than that, he looked out of sorts. Mohammed Hafiz, he looked good. And just when he was about to like take off even more, he a good catch by I forgot his name, Conway. Amazing catch. Probably the catch of the tournament got him out. Uh, it looked like Hafiz had just hit a boundary, and I don't know where he put it out. But then Shoaib Malik finally pr- proving himself on this stage. In a, in a long time, he hasn't proven himself in this stage, and he got like a good 26 off 20 balls. It was really important. It, it stabilized us. And Asif Ali, our MVP from batting. His two sixes that he hit in the in the Tim Southey over completely changed the game. It looked like, to me, in my mind, it looked like we were headed towards a very tense finish and we could possibly lose. But then he just hit those two huge sixes. And this is why we have him in the team. I don't even understand why we why we bought Imad Wasim instead of Asif Ali. I feel like, I, I think maybe we wanted the left-hand, right-hand thing, but like Asif Ali was, should have been bought in. I mean, this game wouldn't have even been this close, but can't fall too much. We our our bowling tactics worked really well, and our batting, our batting, also in the our lower middle order proved itself. Our middle order still is shaky, but Shoaib Malik and Asif Ali got a good bat in, and I feel like Mohammed Afiz at least looked like he was in form. Fakhar Zaman was in form before, so hopefully this doesn't hold him back too much. It's, so it's looking good. Our our, our middle order at least got a run. I would love Heather Ali in this middle order, but. I don't see a chance to bring him in anymore because Hafiz's bowling can be so useful. He got a huge wicket in this game too. Like everyone chipped in in our bowling. 
obviously Harsov was great, but even Hassan Ali chipped in with that huge run out. Hafiz uh, Shadab Khan was so economical in his first two overs; it was so good. He really like restricted them, and then that like caused other wickets too, I believe. Yeah. It's just um, just great to see. We had two misfields when we were fielding that resulted in six runs, and that could have cost us dearly. But thank God we got Asif Ali to hit those sixes to take it to make this game seem not even that close, even though it was closer than the margin suggests. Um, I uh, I also liked Babar Azam's going back to his captaincy. I also liked his field placings. Like there were a lot of bad balls and good shots being being hit by New Zealand that went straight to fielders, and it like really helped us tighten the loose because like our bowlers tend to ball like a couple one bad ball and over sometimes. Like Shadab Khan is known to do that. So it's like Hassan Ali and stuff, and so having. Right field placing can matter so much. It can save three runs, right, from a single to a boundary. So I feel like Barbara Robinson's field placings were also so good, and it helped us even restrict them even more, build, you know, squeezing them, and then until the tension builds too much, and then they take a risk that cost them their wicket. Um, so like going into our innings, I had this quiet confidence in Barbara and Lisbon, and of course that's when they don't work out when I have the confidence in them. But again, it it gave our other players a chance to prove themselves, and this and they did. So it can, this is only going to help us in the long run. And what helps us even more is the fact that we're facing now we face the two strongest, theoretically the two strongest sides in our team in in our group. And so we should like fly through the rest. I just don't want our intensity to 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 wander, like because. That's the that's what people were afraid of for this game too, where we just had this huge game against India like two days ago, and then to come back and do this and to still have that intensity after such a emotional and emotional and high that we were at, but we maintained that in intensity. I could tell as soon as we started bowling, like I like the energy that we were bringing, I like the 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 intensity we were bringing. We had a couple of like I mentioned earlier, the couple of misfields, but like. Those were just mistakes. It wasn't due to a lack of intensity. And so I like that. This was like one of our most well-rounded wins. It it was our our main guys didn't really weren't really there at the end, you know? Like Shaheen wasn't getting he didn't he bowled well. He bowled great, but he didn't get the wickets. And Rizwan and Rizwan played well for his 33, but he still wasn't there, and there was a lot of runs still left. And Barber got out pretty early for nine runs, and so it was the, the others stepped up. Like Harris Rove stepped up, even though he was great last game, but this time he stepped up with wickets as well as line and length and and uh, being economical. Everyone just played well as a whole, and with some people were able to still like chip, still chip in a little bit, and. This has renewed my confidence in Asaf Ali. He just looked like he had no fear. He was just going for these big hits, and even though he was under immense pressure. And so you've won me over now, and you are definitely in the side for the foreseeable, unless you 
suddenly suck, which I don't, can't see happening now. This is going to give you so much confidence. It's going to give us so much confidence going into the next few games that I'm telling you, I, I was right. We're going to make the finals. Knock on wood or whatever, but we are making the finals. Pakistan is going to be in the finals. That's going to be so good to see. Oh, my God. We have we have the best bowling lineup, I think. It's so so much depth, so much different. We got a left-arm seamer. We got a... We got a super fast right arm bowler and then we got like a skittier and like in bowler in Hassan Ali. Then we got left arm off spin with Imad Wasim, but it's not really off spin, it's just angled in and you can't hit him. Shadab Khan with the leg spin, on with the fees with the off spin. We even got Shoaib Malik technically with the off spin, but I don't know. And then we still got Mama Nawaz in the back. We could use him, but I don't think we need to now. This team is, seems pretty settled and there's no need to change it right now. At all. This was a really good win. We pulled it out and we were under pressure. Unlike the other game where we weren't really under pressure at the end. This one we were under pressure. The last 15 overs, we had less runs than them. So we were under pressure and we had five wickets. Or four or five wickets out. So for us to pull this out is really good. Bodes well for our future. Yeah. Harris Rauf, he was definitely, I didn't stay to, again to see who was the man of the match, but it's definitely Harris Rauf. He took four wickets and he bowled so economically. And and it was a good strategy to to save him in the end for the end. I didn't think it was great because he took a wicket, but in the end it worked out so perfectly because the spinners were able to dominate in the middle and really restrict them. And then once they started going for runs, a little bit of runs, then you bring them all. You had enough, you had the perfect amount of overs to Bowl out Rauf and uh, and have Hassan Ali bowl a couple of wars, and it worked out perfectly. Every uh, like it was it was such good adjustments. I'm still like shocked, Barbara Azam, you are amazing. You've grown so much as a as a captain already in this short time that you've been captain, and I gotta give some credit to this coaching staff. We're we're playing we're playing much better than we did before you guys got hired. So. Yeah, you gotta have some good that you've added. Uh, we just have a strong team. Like the commentators were saying, our batting is so deep, and that's the good thing because we lost a lot of wickets, but we still had batting. We still had Shadab in the in the bank and Hassan Ali, even though we were five down, and we had Shoaib Malik and Asif Ali on the crease. Like our batting is so deep that you need a bigger score than this one thirty-five. It was always going to be tough for us to get out. It's so deep, and it and our bowling is so. There's so many variations that this is a strong, deep team, and it's perfect for these conditions because all of our all-rounders are spinners. Like, so we don't really have a great seeming all-rounder, but we have a lot of good, great spin all-rounders like Imad Wasim, Muhammad Hafiz, and Nawaz even. And so, like to be on a play, uh, uh, to be at a place where, where that's advantageous to us, where spinners are going to be useful, is great. It's so important. But we also know that you can't have spinners at the end unless they're like Sayyidajmal level spinners, which we don't have, right? And that's where New Zealand also made an error because they had Mitchell Satner bowl one of the, like the last overs. And I'm just like, no, spinners aren't good towards the end, no matter how good they are. 
unless they're like, yeah, Said Ajmal or Sunil Ronan level spinners, which Mitchell Satner isn't. Neither is Imad Wasim or Mohamed Defeat or even Shadab. I've been really impressed with Shadab too. I was telling, I was hoping he would prove himself as a bowler, and he has. He's bowled economically, and in the other game, he took an important wicket. He's a re- he's he was really good today. Mad Wasim has been good. He's he's reminding us why was this guy dropped from our 2020 team? Like that was a mistake to have this guy dropped. He's so good. He's still so good. He should be a permanent fixture in our. In all of our white ball cricket, he should be a permanent fixture because his bowling is so good and his batting can come good. And when it does, he, he's a game changer with his batting, especially in 2020 cricket, where 20, 30 runs could be game changing. <clears throat> so, yeah, this, it, this is fantastic. We've played better than even my expectations. And I don't, I, I hope we don't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't lose any game in the group stages and we should we should be good i like i know afghanistan is next so that's going to be a tougher challenge and rashid khan is going to be tough but but we should beat them the, the form we are in the only reason we wouldn't beat them is if we take the intensity down so celebrate the good thing is we have a couple of days to so we got one day to like celebrate and take in where we are at in our standing but then the next two days get your mind right get ready and let's be clinical Let's finish this off. Let's not give a chance for us, for anyone else. Let's be at the top of this group and then face the, 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 the second place in the, in, the, in, the, in the other group in the semifinals instead of having to face the better team and get ourselves in a position to make the finals and win this thing. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's going to be a long road still because we still got, what, three more games? But it's exciting to see Pakistan play so well and using all of the negative that has happened to them in the past month or so to, like, channel it into this intensity, this chip on our shoulder that I can feel like we're playing with. We look confident. We look hungry. We look determined. And it's it's great. We also don't look that, like, anxious, you know, like, there's a quite confidence. When Mohamed Rizwan and Barbara Azma are there, there's a calm and confidence there. And then Shoaib Malik was also calm there, even though it was very nerve-wracking for me as a fan to watch. I was like, oh, typical Pakistan. But then Shoaib Malik stuck around and Asif Ali brought out the hammer. New Zealand's bowlers were good. Ish Sodi was really good. And it looked like the wicket was like skidding. Like the when, when the ball hit the pitch, it like skidded off a couple. That's how Rizwan got out. So it wasn't that easy, even though Dew was supposed to come into play and stuff. This this one wasn't as like like the wicket didn't change too much. It might have gotten even a little bit tiny bit harder harder in some different ways than when it was earlier. So, like, the fact that both are bowling and batting are, like, doing okay now is uh, our bowling is now in super form. Like, even, even Hassan Ali, who was, who was garbage in the first over today and garbage the, the other day, he got it together towards the end. So, like, now everyone's in good nick bowling. And then, and then our batting now, we got at least Rizwan, Babur, Fakhr, Shoei, Malik, and Asif Ali in good nick. 
it's only mom with the fees now who needs to like just like get out of this funk that he's in he doesn't look like super out of form he just looks like he's getting out so like he just needs to get it together and I believe he can because we need he, he adds the perfect balance to our side unless Shoaib Malik decides to start bowling and he's good as mom with the fees then you could think about taking Hafiz out and bringing Heather Ali in so Heather Ali, I think, would bring another dynamism to this team that it could use. But right now he doesn't fit because our balance is so good that it there's no point changing anything to risk it. It's exciting times to be a Pakistan fan. And I know normally I would preview the the game against Afghanistan, but today I'm I'm not going to do that. I I talked a little bit about it, but I expect Pakistan to win that game. And if they don't, it's going to be, it is still a disappointment. We got a, our batting and everything is informal. We're going into that game with so much confidence. So as long as we keep that intensity, we are good. And um, I expect, uh, expect a low scoring intense game, but I expect Pakistan to win pretty easily. Kind of like today. Maybe a bit easier than today, but or could be like actually it might be a bit harder because they got better spinners in Rashid Khan, so it could be like an intense game. But I expect us to be able to pull it out, and um, and I'm expecting us to be in the finals. That is still my prediction, and I'm gonna stick by it. We're gonna make the final. Actually, I'm gonna one step further. We're gonna win this tournament. That's what I'm gonna do. Knock on wood, but. We are going to win this tournament. And I believe that we are. Everyone is is uniting together. And this this one thing that usually happens with Pakistan teams is like this infighting. You know, like people are battling for like power or like, you know, like their own their own selfish needs priority. But like this team looks like it's so together. And I think that's because Bob, everyone knows Babar Azam is like the, mo- the most influential player in Pakistan cricket right now. They know that he's the best player we have. We've had in a long time, like the best, one of the best batsmen we've ever had. And so like they all follow him. And, but, and he also seems like someone who's humble and willing to take advice. And so it works so well. And him and Rizwan are such a good like duo. It almost feels like Rizwan is actually the vice captain and not Shadab. So I don't really see Babar talking to Shadab that much. I think Rizwan holds more weight in our... His voice holds more weight in our team, I think, than Shadab right now. That's probably to do with Rizwan, Rizwan's form. I think before this innings, the commentators were saying that his average as an opener is over 100, which is nuts. But it makes sense because so many times he's not out. <laughs> Who? That's so amazing that how he's like... His whole trajectory as a T20 player completely changed. And I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I, I remember talking to my dad about this, and I was saying Mohamed Rizwan should be opening for us because he's too slow to play down at the bottom, you know, where you need a big hitter. And they started doing that for his 2020 franchise and then in Pakistan in the PSL, and then and then and then they adopted it for an international team. And I'm like, thank God, finally. And and then it worked so well them together because it was consistent. I know we went away from that to try to find like a faster opener, but I think we tried the wrong guy. We tried Churjil. It should have been Fakhr. 
I don't know why we didn't try it with Fuckler, but now it's too late. Now we're too settled as a lineup to change that. So, like, our top three will always be our top three, which is Rizwan, Barbarazim, and Fuckers Zaman. And underneath that, I don't mind it changing depending on the situation, right? If you're, we got a huge start, you don't want, like, Mom with the Feast coming in. You would, like, have Asafeli in to, to, to just, like, take us to the stratosphere. Lineups need to be flexible, and I think we have that flexibility in both our batting and our bowling, which is what's so good. And and typically, you would expect at least one of Rizwan and Barbara Azam to fight through, which is, again, why this is so good. This win is so good because they weren't there, and we were able to still pull through. So it's like we're not 100% reliant on those people. We got we got some other match winners who can, who can finish a game for us, batting or bowling. Our, our, our seam attack looks so intimidating now. Harris Rove looks unplayable. Like it, it just looks like he has complete control of the game right now, and I'm just shocked at how good he is. This is the best I've ever seen him, and this was his best figures, 4 for 22. And if he continues this form, that's what's going to make us unstoppable. Our bowling is what's going to make us unstoppable because it complements, because then our, it allows us to restrict teams so that our batting can flourish in the way that it's meant to flourish because we can go to our plan of batting, which is keep wickets and play, play steady at the beginning and flourish big hitting at the end. And so far, everything has gone mostly to plan. There was a little bit of wobble today after Babar got out and Fakhar took his time to get out. <laughs> and Mahfiz got out, but then, you know, whether that storm, because we got too many people, they all just made like Fakhar, Hafiz, Nemad Basim all scored eleven runs, and that's enough when you have this much depth. You only need like three people to like score, right? When the score is to score like a decent score, and we got that in Rizwan, Shoaib, and Asif Ali, and we still had Shadab and Hassan Lane. I would have brought Shadab instead of Nemad Basim because I. Trust Shadab more as a batsman than Imad Wasim. And Shadab can still hit on his day, you know, really well. Would have been good to see that. But, you know, I think we wanted the left hand, right hand combination. And it didn't work, but whatever. It wasn't terrible. It didn't set us back that much. Because Asaf Ali, this is, we've just, the Pakistan team has just continued to surprise me, and I love it. Because again, I wasn't expecting much from Asaf Ali, even though he was in good form coming into this. Especially in the because he played so well in the the last warm up game against South Africa, but he carried that with him and he and he carried that confidence into this and now now he's become such now he's the perfect guy at the end to like just give us that extra twenty runs in like eight balls, <laughs> you know. You don't need that much from that dude usually. This is we just cut the perfect balance right. But it took us a while, eh? We didn't actually choose this team in our first squad. Took some a couple of revisions to get here. The Shoaib Malik was added after Soy Maksud was injured, and then, and then, uh, and uh, before that, uh, uh, they added uh, Fakhar Zaman to the squad, and that's only and Heather Ali into the squad, and that's only because they killed it. But it's like, fuck, so much should have always been in the squad. Hither is a good addition. You know what if it would have taken our team to the next level is if we also had Muhammad Amir? 
Muhammad Amr would have fit the squad so well, and he would have he would have complimented him, Harris Rauf, and uh, Jaheen would have been really good. But I guess we don't fully need him because Hassan Ali is decent. He's not as good, though, I think, as Ma- Muhammad Amr in T20s because Hassan Ali leaks run so much. Usually I would say that about Harris Rauf more, but he's been a revelation here, so... So, Hassan Ali has seemed like the weakest link. Mohamed Amir would have been able to shore that up a little bit, but Hassan Ali's batting could be useful at some point. I hope they try to use him sometimes as a pinch hitter, because sometimes we could use that, especially if our, we have a good opening partnership, and then, like, just need someone to whack it a little bit, and if he gets out trying to whack it, like, it doesn't really matter. That Hassan Ali would fit that role, because he's capable of doing it, but he's not, like, a batsman batsman, so it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. But it's I guess I guess it's our depth itself that we're going back to like the Barber Rizwan opening and like how I said this was this game showed a weakness in it. But our depth counters the weakness in it because we are so deep we can, can our people the people coming in after they get out can continue to like try to hit it. Because eventually someone will catch on and we have so many options that you're not afraid to try. And so it kind of works together. I guess, yeah, I guess our team does work because of its depth. The opening partnership works perfectly because of that depth. Team is really built around that opening partnership. Even the way that we, like are able to restrict them. It like, works so well with our opening partnership because then it gives them those... Once we get those scores of 130, 140, ooh. If we had bad bowling, our team would suck because then you you would see the the limitations of uh, Rizwan and Babur opening partnership. Like it, would, it would be hard for them to chase a 200... So it would be interesting to see if Pakistan have to bat first how this opening partnership fares. So I feel like that's when the the weakness of the partnership might be exposed the most because when we don't know what we have to chase, we have to play faster. And and in that case, if if what happened uh if what happened in the sec in the innings today in our in our batting today, you see, you see it happens if we're bat when we're batting first, like Barbara Azam gets out quickly, then our middle order collapses. I don't know if we could be we would be able to handle that as a batting unit. So that's 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 one area where I feel like this opening partnership could cause problems. Because it doesn't go fast enough for for uh, setting a a high total, and so and so our middle order is put under more pressure, especially if if the base isn't laid fully like they did in the first T20. If 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 Barber and uh, Rizwan post a sub fifty partnership, then it's going to put so much more pressure on our middle order to to not only like score runs but to score them very quickly and so batting first is in batting first is something that would concern me if Pakistan have to do it right now because they haven't they haven't done it right now we have 
adeptly uh, chased. But especially based on the second 2020 against New Zealand, Batting Force could, could expose more of... Uh, could expose some weaknesses in our, in our, in our batting. And it'll... And I hope so. That's why I hope we do bat first in the upcoming uh, in the upcoming twenty twenties against that we that we still have in our group stage against the supposedly weaker opponents. So it'll be a good test for us to bat first and see if we can go about defending a total. Because I don't know how it would work the other way around because so much of the strength of our batting has been brought out by the strength of our bowling right we haven't been facing huge targets and so our so our batsmen can flourish better and it's easier for them to 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 reach the destination at the end whereas whereas if we go out with our batting first the pressure hasn't been taken off by our bowling and so the pressure is squarely on our batting at that point and i don't know if our batting can handle it right now it's proven that it can so far but it had the comfort of low scores to to support the batting still. Even though we, we are deep and we have depth, it, there's, there was still a comfort of, of having it chase a score below 150 or around 150, you know, in the previous two games. And so batting first could expose Pakistan. It could expose a lot of teams, I think. Batting first is harder in T20s than, especially on these type of wickets where you don't really know what a par score would be. You're adjusting that par score as the game is going on. Because like I thought the India score of 150 was a par score, but then Pakistan won by 10 wickets and proved that it wasn't. So I don't know how Pakistan would go about setting a score, right? We would need to go a little bit faster in each of phase of our for phase of our batting because our first phase is usually a building a base and usually we uh, for the first 10 hours and usually we go about 6 to 7 runs an hour. But if we're if we're batting first, I feel like we need that to be around 7 to 8 runs an hour. Maybe even 9 runs an hour in the first 10 so that we have a better base and then our and then our our lower, our middle and lower order can flourish, but uh, flourish more and just focus on hitting as the last 10 overs come. So it puts even more pressure on the opening partnership, obviously, because there's no, again, comfort of a low score. And so that is going to be a different kind of challenge for Pakistan, and they haven't had to face it yet. We've been lucky on winning the tosses, which have greatly helped us because our strength is chasing clearly. And uh, so I, I actually hope against Afghanistan we bat first because they are the toughest team we still have to face in this group stage. And it would be a good challenge to see if we can set a score and defend it. Because when Pakistan are batting first, I want us to get to at least 160, 170. That's, I think going to be a good score that we can defend because anything below is it's hard to build pressure because you can take your time because I feel like in T20 nowadays as long as the run rate is under 10 you're not under that much pressure especially if you have batsmen that 
know how to turn it on and like that have confidence in themselves. So like if there was like if like and both of the teams had that quality, like Virat Kohli and Kane Williamson are both those type of batsmen. So when chasing, they wouldn't just fall under pressure. They would just adjust by by getting singles and stuff. No, they don't have to like fret as much about getting boundaries. If we if we don't get a score above one sixty, if we are if we get the score of like 130, 140, I feel like it's harder to defend that that it is to restrict a team to 130, 140 when they're batting first. So it'll test both our batting and our bowling in a much harsher way. And I th- I think for any team in this tournament, batting second is the way to go. And so it'll be interesting to see if we can, uh, we can solve the issues that would rise up because we would need more people to chip in for sure. I don't think Barber and – I don't expect Barber and Rizwan to bat through the whole innings again at all throughout the whole tournament unless we restrict teams to like sub 100 or like 120 i don't expect barber and barber and uh, rizwan to be able to bat through the holding so it's going to test batting first would test our bench strength our 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 strength beyond our two stars in our batting or three even fuckers because fuckers amounts playing well it would test. We would need contrib- better contributions from Muhammad Afiz. We would need better contributions. We would need quicker contributions and better contributions from Fakhar Zaman. He played really slow today, and it'll be honest. It'll honestly be interesting to see it. But I do not want to see it at the later stages because then we we're not as prepared for it. I'd rather see it in the group stage right now. While we're on a high as well and facing opponents that are supposedly weaker than us. That's a good way to test out our uh, our skills at batting first and our skills at setting a score that's, that's troublesome. Because I want to see if we can bat out a team before they even start. You know? Like, we technically batted out India, but our bowling helped with us being able to do that. I want to see our batting out there without the help of our bowling and see how we fare. It would be very it would be interesting but it would also it would be also be very important to know if we have that capabilities cuz we're going to have to face it at some time. We can't expect to win the tosses all the way through the whole tournament, right? And teams would most likely want us to bat first because we've shown that chasing is our strength already, regardless of the wicket itself. But then also because of dew and all that other stuff, it is better to bat second rather than first and bowl first and get a target. It's just, and it's also just easier to plan that way, you know, because once you have, because you, you always just bowl to the best of your capabilities, right? There is no like, oh, I need to like, figure something out when you when you have to like bowl first you're just bowling to the best of your capabilities whereas batting you're setting something right up and so it it is it is much harder because you're trying to chase an an imaginary number that you think is right and when it's the other way around when you're so when you're chasing when batting you have a specific number so you're able to do mental calculations now this might add pressure this might decrease pressure depending on the score but at least you're able to calculate how fast you need to go and you don't have to like predict an unknown 
but when you're bowling while while chase uh, while defending, so if you're bowling second and defending, then you have that known, and so then it's in the back of your mind. So if it's if that known is like, if it's a big score, then it'll be obviously easier to bowl compared to when if it's a if it's a lower score, then there'll be more pressure on you. So that's why I feel like bowling first is better because you have more freedom because you're not defending or anything. You're just doing the best that you can. And not thinking about whether it's like killing you or not as much, you know, because there is no specific goal in mind, right? Obviously, you'd have an idea of where you want the innings to go and how much you want the other team to score, but it's not, you still have the possibility that your batsman can overcome it, you know? Whereas, whereas bowling, when, when, uh, when you're defending, there's a lot more shackles on you i feel because you're thinking about the score not just like trying to take wickets or not just like trying to bowl your best you're thinking also about the score and how much they have to chase and all of that extra stuff just puts more on your mind even as a captain it would put more on your mind you know whereas and which which is why i can see why pakistan as a team excels at uh at chasing rather than setting scores because our bowling is wicket taking and 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 that and what helps with wicket taking is the fact that the other team thinks they have to score more because they're chasing this imaginary score rather than a specific target in mind so it inherently helps our bowling pick up more wickets which inherently restricts them so our bowling is wicket taking to begin with now obviously i'm not saying that shaheen shah isn't great like he would take wickets regardless of if he's bowling first or second but it's just I feel like there's just more freedom. And, and even in, in the batting, to be honest, like it's better to know where you're going than have this imaginary number. Obviously, this is all like subjective because, because if you have more confidence in your batting or something, then it might make sense to like put a total and put pressure on the other team. But just the way the Pakistan is, it's like our bowling is our first step usually. And it makes sense for it to be. And then our... And then that's that can help set up our batting for the good, usually, at least so far in the tournament, right? Our bowling has been good enough to to restrict teams so that our batting can flourish in the way that it is most capable of flourishing. Whereas if but if you remove that first prong of bowling and just have our batting go first, like I am not so confident that we'll be able to set like a like a score that would scare a team. Every every score that we would set, I feel like is competitive and uh, and then it would really be up to our bowling to like you know save us so as you can see from what I've just said I'm scared of Pakistan batting first and so I want it to happen now in the next game hopefully against Afghanistan we bat first and we can like really let loose play a bit looser, play a bit faster, and just show that our batting is not just a one-trick pony of chasing. It's like there's more to it. And then the depth is is a depth is an important part of that because we have such huge depth that it allows us to set higher targets because people can play more freely because they know that there's a next guy coming still, you know? Then the number of people can that can do that is more, and then if we get Barbara, the 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 trick I think for Pakistan 
to set a total is for one of Babar Azam and Rizwan to stay throughout the innings. That way that the and that way the other side can worry about like hitting quickly and the one side which is Babar Azam or Rizwan can worry about staying through the innings. Then as long as that happens then I feel like it's a good way to like set up a grid total around like 170 180 cuz and that's a great thing that I that's a that's a great reason why uh, Asif Ali killing it is going to be so good for us because now if we bat first, we at least have belief that we have a hitter down the line that can completely change the innings. So if we so that creates so much more flexibility in our lineup too. So that's why if Barber Azam and Rizwan get off to like a flyer and or or like a good base, but it's not like super fast, then you can just insert someone up the lineup to like just change the pace of the game completely that someone could either be Shoaib Malik Hassan Ali or or uh, Asif Ali to like completely like inject some pace into it so he he is such a critical Asif Ali having a player like Asif Ali such a critical part of our batting because he can hit sixes at oil and he can he can make 25 runs of like eight balls and then that completely turns the match on its head he can make us go from like 160 to 180 150 to 170 and we really haven't had a guy like that who's been consistent for a long time and now he's proven himself in one of the warm-up games and this game so hopefully he can contain that consistency then uh And it would just like unlock this next level for Pakistan, where where no matter where we're batting first or second, we would be in good hands because we have this finisher that can launch into a bunch of sixes and completely change the complexion of the game. And batting first, I would want Heather Ali in the team too because he's just got that swagger and that 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 stroke play and like he hits the ball so hard and so cleanly that he would be able to set the momentum going and like keep the pace up and without look without it looking like he's taking a bunch of risks you know i feel like he has that capability and batting first we need that we need the injection of like urgency and power into our lineup and he he brings that urgency stroke play and power and excitement he brings all of that into the lineup and batting first, I would want that, but I just don't know who to replace because our team is so settled. So, like, Hafiz tries to do it. Like, he came into this game, hit a six straight away. So, batting first, I would expect him to inject that as soon as he comes in. But only problem is he's horribly out of, like, form and luck. Like, he keeps on just getting out at the wrong times, just as he's looking to really accelerate. And uh, it's created kind of a little bit of a hole in our middle order, but but it's only one game. They haven't really been tested yet, so you got to give him another chance. His bowling is also useful, and uh, I think we bat first against Afghanistan, and we score a total of around one seventy-five. If we can do that, I'll be really happy because. 
175 is almost like a winning total here based on all the scores that have happened against us. I'll be shocked if our bowling lineup cannot uh, settle, um, uh, defend a score of 175, especially if Harris Rauf keeps bowling like this. He is the X factor that I didn't expect to be the X factor. Because Shaheen is normal, you know? Shaheen is Shaheen. He's great all the time. Harsharov is taking his game to the next level. And and if he is, he has this death bowling that he, he has right now, we could defend any total. We can also restrict any team. We can, we, our bowling is unlocked in a, in a completely new way. And we look unplayable and really scary. Our bowling looks really scary with Harris Rauf playing like this because our spinners are on point always and economical and Shadab can take a wicket at any point. So to have our seamers also show up now fully beyond just Shaheen is going to it's going to give us so much confidence. Maybe that confidence can go into our batting too when we're batting first because we believe in our team so like we wouldn't overreach but we might also just like not to reach enough as well because of how Babar and Rizwan are. I don't know. I shouldn't be complaining. They've been great. They, they had a 150-run opening partnership. Like They've been amazing. I just wonder when batting first if they are as amazing. They're great chasers. I don't know how much how good they will be setting a score, especially in a tournament like this where pressure is always on, you know, because we think we have won. We're in good place to like win this tournament now but one loss could like completely change that you know again and we could lose to any team at any point that's the beauty of cricket the beauty and scary part of being a fan of Pakistan as well they could be amazing in one second and really bad the next hopefully we don't let these games go to our head we bring back the same intensity and then and we we bat first and like set a great total. Because if we do that, it's going to bring us even more confidence. That's the last frontier we have, batting first and winning. And if we are able to do that easily against a good team like Afghanistan, it's going to set us up even more and we're going to be so ready for the next the next phase of this tournament, which would be like the semifinals beyond the group stages. So... I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping for a Pakistan win against Afghanistan on the uh, 29th, I believe. And I'm expecting Pakistan to bat. I'm hoping that they bat first. And I'm hoping they are able to set a very, very challenging total. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I want to see. And it's the last little thing Pakistan need to prove before they, they are truly like the the favorites to win the whole thing. And I'm hoping we get to see that. And I'll see you all next time after the uh, after the Afghanistan game. Let's just say this again. Pakistan won their first two World Cup games and they are most definitely headed to the semifinals. Congrats to every Pakistani fan. This is this has been a great start to the tournament and hopefully the next time you hear me it's talking about how great we played against afghanistan